Hello and welcome back to the Steph Sanzaro podcast. I will apologize in advance because of the whole COVID-19 situation. We are recording podcasts remotely at this time because I'm taking social distancing very, very seriously and I really hope that you guys are as well. I hope that in this time you are staying as safe as possible and that you are checking in on your loved ones and your neighbours and that we are all trying to take care of each other in this time. This is not something that we have ever been through in the history of the world so it's really hard to know how to navigate through these thoughts and these feelings so I just want to let you guys know that no matter how you're processing right now, it's okay. You should allow yourself to feel all the feels and at one point when you're ready, you'll be able to deal and manage with everything that's going on. So to get back to today's podcast, my next guest is honestly such a beaming ray of energy and light. I loved having this conversation with her and it was so good to catch up after what's probably been a year and a half potentially that we haven't actually caught up and My next guest is in a space where she works 100% digitally. So she has worked online for the last five years and been able to travel the world while doing so. It's something that I admire so much and I think that this episode has come at such a perfect time because it allows you guys to gain the confidence to put your business online when unfortunately in this climate, That's pretty much the only sort of work that is really available right now. So without further ado, I would love to welcome Cherie Francis. I guess I'll just start off by saying thank you for being here on the Steph Sanzaro podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really, really excited to chat with you, especially in this day and age right now with everything that's happening in the climate and more businesses needing to be online and everyone's in a bit of a panic right now. But can you quickly tell me how are you going in this situation? Where are you living right now? You know, what's going on? Yeah, so I am currently in Colombia. So I'm in a city called Medellin. And honestly, it's pretty chill here. <laughs> it's pretty relaxed and I'm, I'm seeing you know, stories and, and articles about people just going absolutely nuts in, in the West specifically, specifically. Mm. Um, you know, hoarding toilet paper and all these crazy things. And honestly, like where I'm at, it's pretty chill. Um, of course, we're under lockdown. I've, I've been in lockdown now for just under two weeks. Whoa. It started a little bit earlier here and it's going to be for the next few weeks. But yeah, I honestly think that it is what you make of it. And something that I'm, I've been telling a lot of people this week is we create our own reality. So <laughs> trying to just keep positive and use this as a time to just really just reflect on how we've been treating ourselves, how we've been treating others, how we've been treating the, the planet as well. And just really using this this time to just grow, basically. So, oh. yeah, it's it's not so bad here. It's pretty chill. 
Good. Oh, I'm really glad to hear you talk about it in that way as well, because that's exactly how I feel. It's, a, it's an opportunity for us to go inwards and to work on ourselves, maybe do the things we've said we've always wanted to do, but have never done. And yeah, instead of sort of sitting in the pain of everything that's happening, we really do have to try and find those light and positive moments. So I'm really glad you're doing that at the moment. Yes, <laughs> you too. <laughs> so I think we should start off by potentially telling the listeners a little bit about yourself. And, you know, I want to hear your story because it's very different to a lot of other people's. You've had the courage to do a lot more than a lot of us have. So can you please start us right back at the beginning and tell us who Cherie is? Yes. Well, Cherie is... Not complicated, but there's a long story. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, I don't know how much time we have. But um, wow. Okay, let me think back. I try and keep it as brief as, po- brief as possible. Um, but yeah, so Cherie grew up um, a little bit dysfunctional, actually, to start with. So I lived with my mom until I was, I think, maybe two or maybe four, until I was like four, actually. And my mom suffered with mental health issues, alcoholic, taking drugs, um, all of that stuff. And so then me and my other four siblings, so five of us, we got taken off our mom. And so my younger brothers ended up um, being adopted. And then um, me and my sister, we went to different homes and then ended up with living with my nan eventually. And then she passed away and then we moved in with my auntie, my sister and I. My older brother was just kind of doing his own thing. And yeah, so I lived with my auntie from when I was 10. So I guess I was like moving around from when I was like four till 10. And then, yeah, moved in with my auntie until I was, when did I start traveling? Around 19, 19, 20. And yeah, that's when it all began. <laughs> I always wanted to travel. I just knew that the life in Stoke-on-Trent, so I'm from a city in England called Stoke-on-Trent, and it's pretty well known for high teenage pregnancy rates. I think it's actually got the highest rates of teenage pregnancy in the UK. <gasps> um, yeah. <laughs> so everyone that I went to school with, everyone has kids now, except for me and a couple other people. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I knew that that just wasn't the life that I wanted to live and I didn't want society to tell me what my life should be like. Mm. And yeah, so I always had this dream. I was like, oh, you know, I I just want to see the world. I want to travel. I know that this isn't it. And I always wanted to have my own business as well. And I I just envisioned that. Like, I always just pictured that. And like, I never saw anything else, like, despite the crazy upbringing that I had, I knew that there was something bigger and better out there for me and I wasn't going to stop until I got it. (laughs) Sheree, that's just amazing to hear your story. That's not something that I was aware of. I didn't know those things about you. And there are so many parts of that story that I can connect to and resonate with. And I also know from my personal struggle that those things are really hard to deal with, but to look at you and to hear you talk about them, I, I just see a lot of resilience and it's just, it's so impressive. Thank you so much. And I, I think that's why we connect so well as well. We just, we get each other. Like yeah. we get it. 
and that's what I love about you as well Steph is I just love your resilience and you're just you just go for what you want you know and you just help out so many people in the process by doing that and by having the courage to do all the things that you're doing so as oh possible. well now I'm yeah. blushing I'm like okay you don't cry here <laughs> <laughs> Sheree, thank you so much. Look, tell us a little bit about your travels. Like, where have you been? How long have you been traveling for? Yeah, so that started when I was 20, so now 25, so a good five years. But my journey started in Camp America, actually. I don't know if you've heard of Camp America at all. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. A lot of Australians do it. Yeah. So Camp America was my first, I guess, travel experience. And I, yeah, so I did that for three months. I was a dance teacher and a general um, counsellor as well at an all-girls camp called Wokila in um, North Conway in Massachusetts. And that was actually a really tough experience. And it was, it was yeah, it was a really tough experience. And I feel like I changed a lot in that space. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about myself and there was so much time to reflect and the reason why is because it's the very it was a very traditional camp so you wasn't allowed your mobile phones or anything like that and yeah so there was a lot of that and then the kids were we looked after them 24-7 so it was an overnight camp so it's not like they would go home after like 5 p.m. or anything like that. We were there the whole day, morning till night time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, it was very, yeah, it was challenging at times. Just, yeah, it was just, yeah, sometimes it was challenging and just being in your own thoughts and just like, oh, my God, like, what is this? And then I just felt so much growth. It was crazy. So... So yeah, that was that experience. And then I went back to England for a few weeks and then moved to Australia for a year <laughs> on a working holiday visa. Yeah. <laughs> um, I lived in Sydney for six months and then Melbourne for six months. And I honestly love both. <laughs> People are like, oh, Sydney's rubbish, but Melbourne's great. And Melbourne's rubbish and Sydney's great. They're both amazing. <laughs> Yeah, they're both incredible cities. Um, and then from there, I moved to New Zealand for a year because my visa expired. So mm. I did a work in New Zealand in Auckland for one year. And then I went backpacking around Southeast Asia. So I went to places like um, Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, Hong Kong, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, um, I think I'm missing one off the list, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> Southeast Asia and yeah, a lot of, a lot of change happened then within me. And, um, you just, you always adapting, as you know, Steph, like when you're traveling change all the time, when you're changing locations all the time, like you have to be on top of it and you yeah. have to be confident <laughs> and you have to have the confidence in yourself and, you know, trusting your intuition and, you know, so much shit happens when you travel. <laughs> like not, not one day is the same as the next or the last, like it's no. always different. Um, and then after that, I moved back to Australia on a student visa in Geelong and that's where we met. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and 
yeah and then from there I was I was actually studying beauty therapy and I just decided that it wasn't it wasn't really for me I love the course itself but I felt like I had taken a step back in life mm. um and I'm someone who doesn't really like to give up on things but then at the same time I choose happiness over anything and the course is was for three years so it's like okay Sheree do you want to be happy unhappy for three years or do you want to change this now and then just stop being happy from tomorrow <laughs> amazing um, so that's when I decided to move to Bali so then within like a couple I think the same day I decided that um I quit my course I just booked a flight to Bali and then I moved within like a couple of weeks it was crazy before I knew yeah. it you were gone <laughs> yeah I was like mom <laughs> and then from there Bali I actually went back to England for three months just now and then um and then I've been in Colombia for only for a month so far but Bali's still home for now so yeah. that's my travels I guess where I've lived over the past five years in like a little snippet <laughs> oh, honestly it's five years it's you've done more than what most people will do in their whole entire life which is just so cool and so impressive but I think the question on like everyone's tongue is how have you managed to do that money-wise so how have you been able to you know earn your way through these travels and still have enough money to do it all yeah that's such a great question and Honestly, I get this question all the time. <laughs> and yeah, so when I first started out traveling, I pretty much just like anyone would, worked on a job, saved money, and then went. And in Australia, in New Zealand, the first two years, I was just working in normal jobs, in like contracts, short-term contracts, and things like that. And then when I moved when I moved back to Australia on the student visa, as an international student, I could only work 20 hours a week. Mm. And, you know, if you live in Australia, you know how expensive it is to sustain <laughs> that life when you're paying for your student fees up front. Because I have always paid for everything on my own. I don't rely on anyone to help me out in any way. It's like, you know, I need to sort this out for myself. Yeah. So I really just needed to think about what, what I could realistically do to make money. And I was thinking, okay, maybe I could get an office job and then do a cafe job, cash in hand. And the biggest thing that I wanted to do was work online. And I was just like, oh, I'm just going to make this work. Sure, you just make this work. And I spent days just researching, you know, what kind of jobs I could do. Because I looked into working online before, but I'd always see things that weren't that legit. Mm. Um, but I knew that there were legit things out there because I'd met people that were pretty successful working online. So, yeah, so I actually managed to find a job online and it was freelancing. So my background's in sales and this was an appointment setting role. So it's the first step of the sales process. So I just had to get someone interested enough to book in a demonstration of the platform and I would pass it on to the sales team to then do that demonstration with them. But yeah, that was literally my job. And I was like, oh my goodness, if I can do this for one client, then there must be other businesses out there that I could do this for. Mm. And within a few months, I was working with like four or five clients, <laughs> working as many hours as I wanted to because it didn't matter how many hours because I was self-employed. 
Um, and then from there, I moved to Bali and I was freelancing and I decided that I just really wanted to just hone in on my own business. Mm. And I had this light bulb moment one day on, on what that business would be. And that's now what I'm doing full time. I'm not freelancing at all. I've been, I've had this business for um, just under a year now, actually. And the business is called SAF Coaching. And what that means is I'm actually helping other people out there transition into living this life, <laughs> basically. <laughs> because uh, I know it's hard. It's hard when you are just getting started out and you're just like, where do I start? Where do I find the jobs? How do I get consistent income? How do I find something that I'm passionate about? All these things that I didn't know before and then I figured it all out. So, yeah, I'm just now helping other people get started so they can, you know, work anywhere, travel, and just be prepared for even things like the coronavirus where you actually need to work from home. Yeah, because that's changed everything. Mm. It's, it really has, and more people are going to be interested in this whole online platform thing. And that's why I think our conversation today is so important because Hopefully from this chat, people will be able to gain some information and a little bit of confidence in themselves that they can actually do it too. And obviously they can come to you and have a little bit of coaching, which would be fantastic. Absolutely. So, so happy to connect with people and just help people out on this journey. Because like I said to you, like it can be a little bit tough when you're getting started, but once you know the steps, once you know the framework, it's just rinse and repeat. You already know it. So you just, yeah. Once you've got the first one, you just keep going. Look, I don't want you to give away all of your secrets, but could you give maybe like three tips that uh, someone just starting out should follow, like a Bible? Absolutely. So first tip is if you are looking at transitioning into working online, please do something that you're passionate about. <laughs> Because so many people are like, oh, yeah, I'll do this online job and it's just doing surveys all day or it's doing this and I'm not passionate about it. I'm like, why? Why would you transition into doing something that you're not passionate about? <laughs> so true. So that would, yeah, that would be the first tip. The second tip would be to utilize LinkedIn. Oh, my goodness. I talk about this all the time. LinkedIn is my business Bible and you literally have oh, you've got so many business owners, you've got millions of business owners just on one platform and you can get through to them with a click of a button. So please use LinkedIn and reach out to these businesses. Don't just apply for jobs. You know, now more than ever, it's really important that you're creating your own opportunities instead of just applying for jobs because loads of other people are applying for the same jobs now. And then the third tip would be to, hmm, I've got so many tips. <laughs> I would say the third one would be to have a proper schedule. Um, this is super, super important. It's super important for your pro productivity. It's super important for your like mental state as well, not to just be working all the time, have a proper schedule. So for example, my daily routine would be I wake up and meditate straight away. I literally sit up with my eyes closed <laughs> and I meditate. And then I journal. I remember my dreams quite vividly, so I like to write them down. And then from there, I read. And then after that, then I'll check my phone. 
and then I'll get in the scheme of work. And yeah, and then, you know, making time to work out as well, exercising, making time to have a chat with some friends um, and just having a good, consistent daily routine is really important, <laughs> really, really, really important because it's not sustainable if you're just like, First thing that you do is wake up, one eye open, work in until <laughs> nap time. I've, I've done that. I've honestly done that. <laughs> and it's not good for your mental state and it's not sustainable. No, absolutely not. And that's such an important thing. I'm so glad that you touched on that because I think when you work online, there's so much more flexibility. You're not getting dressed in the morning, putting on a bunch of hair and makeup and going to an office. You're literally waking up and you are in your office. So mm. it can be pretty easy to sort of just become a bit of a slob. You know, you've got like a packet of Doritos here and, you know, I, I don't know what we've got here, maybe a beer or something. I don't know. But I'm really <laughs> glad that you've said that because. I want to touch on the mental health thing. I think it is, it's very important. We are creatures of habit and we do benefit from having that routine. So it's really good that you've gotten that. Do you find that you're more productive when you actually have that routine? Oh my goodness. Yes. Like it's so different. And I know this because I've tried, I've tried them both. I've tried both things. I've tried the Doritos in the bed, not the beer because I'm not a big drinker. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've tried that. And honestly, I just feel like a slob and I'm not productive. And I honestly just feel a little bit shit. <laughs> I feel a little bit shit. And yeah, like when I have a solid routine, I'm so full of energy. And it just means that when I am working, I can be super productive, I can get it done. And then I know that, okay, I'm going to get this done and then I'm going to have some food and then I'm going to go exercise, you know? Yeah, brilliant. And I think it's important because you've touched on a few of those little self-care tips that I obviously think you're quite passionate about, the meditation, the journaling. How did you get into those types of things? Yeah, so it was a little bit difficult at first, I'm not going to lie. Um, meditation is always a little bit a little bit difficult when you are first getting started out. You know, sometimes I could be a little bit fidgety or I'd think about too much. And honestly, it's just like you said before, we're creatures of habit. It's just getting into that habit. And I honestly started by in Bali. I started in Bali. There's a lot of like meditation and things like that, so that did help. But in terms of my own practice, I think that just starting out small so maybe starting out with just meditating for one minute and then the next day do two minutes and three minutes and four minutes then by the time you know it, you're meditating for like an hour or more you know yeah. so I think just like little milestones and little wins I think is good to get started um same with journaling as well I was so rubbish about <laughs> writing stuff down <laughs> I was so rubbish and like I had I keep so much in my brain I keep so much in my head and it's not going anywhere but then when I started to journal when I start to write something down it's crazy the effect that it has on the human body and the brain the mind everything mm. it's just like this release this release of energy this release of like your thoughts and it's just super therapeutic and it really does help you move forward um, and that was just the way I just got into that habit was just by doing it, <laughs> you know, don't just think it don't think, Oh yeah, okay. I'll start tomorrow. Do it now. Don't wait today. Start today. 
So yeah. write out your to-do list. Start by writing out your to-do list and then you just get in that habit of, you know, pen to paper. So therapeutic. Um, and the same with reading as well. I just want to put that out there. I was someone who, I can read pretty well, but I couldn't read in terms of I get distracted really easily. Mm. And it would have to read the one page like 20 times. And I'm like, oh, I just don't understand. It's not processing. And then I just give up. And then I just told myself, oh, Sheree, you're just not one of those pe people who read. You're more of a documentary kind of person. And <laughs> that didn't sit well with me. So a, a few months ago, I decided, Sheree, you're going to work on your weaknesses. You're going to strengthen your weaknesses. So I actually set myself a goal that every single month, I'm going to read four books a month. That's one book a week. Wow. And yeah. <laughs> And once you get into that habit, honestly, it's hard to, put the, hard to put the book down. You're just training your brain. You're training your mind. And as soon as you read through the first few pages, it's easy from there. But the key to that as well is just read about things that you enjoy. Read about things that you like. If you read about something you don't understand or something you're not interested in, then, of course, it's going to be really hard to focus on it. Um, but, yeah, they're three of the struggles that I have turned into passions now yeah it's amazing and honestly where did this whole drive for like self-improvement and self-development come from so it actually came from one of my biggest insecurities mm -hmm. and it's actually funny because I, I never I only started recently sharing this with people only like a couple months ago but my biggest insecurity is that I'm just not smart oh like, I've always felt stupid when I was, like, a kid in school. I wouldn't put my hand up in class because I'm like, oh, I don't want to sound stupid. I don't want to ask a stupid question. I don't want people to laugh at me. And I've always just felt like the stupidest person in the room. Um, and I've always had super smart friends as well. So, of course, when you have super smart friends and they have super smart conversations and I'm just there like, I don't understand. <laughs> I just feel like an idiot. So that's, yeah, that's one of my biggest insecurities. And I decided that the only way that I'm going to get better is if I keep learning and keep improving. And I'm never going to feel like the smartest person in the room, but I can be smarter than I was yesterday. So, yeah, so that's just what I want to do. I just want to be better than I was yesterday. And as long as I'm improving and getting better, then that's literally all I can do. Yeah, amazing. And I think so many people that will listen to this podcast will be able to relate to that because we all have our insecurities, whether or not it's about our weight or our acne, uh, anything. It's really nice to then switch into the mindset of, okay, I'm accepting this, but I can also do something to make it better. Mm. Oh, it's so, so good. And I'm really happy that we've finally been able to sit down and have this chat. And yeah, it's been a long time in the making. I think you and I have been dodging each other for months and months and months now. But no, it's really good because, you know, online work, it seems pretty daunting. I'm not going to lie. There's many times in my experience I've sat down. I'm like, yes, I'm going to be a fully online worker. But the motivation, it's, it's hard to find and keep coming back to. Can you give me a little bit of motivation right now as to why you think it's worth it? Why do I think it's worth it? Honestly, it just depends on you. It depends on your why. 
So I think that, you know, it's different for everyone. But if you can really knuckle down on your why, then that is going to motivate you more than anything in the world. So my why, for example, is I want to be independent. I want to be able to travel when I want to want. If I want to book a plane ticket tomorrow, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to be my own boss. I want the flexibility. I don't want, I don't want to work with people who just don't get me. <laughs> I don't want to wake up every single morning and be on like a schedule, be on someone else's schedule. I don't want to make someone else rich, you know? And we all have that. Actually, we don't all have that leadership in us, maybe not, which mm. is why I think freelancing is actually a really good segue for a lot of people because you can still have your own boss but still be independent. Um, but honestly, Steph, like if you're not working up, like you need like, you are such a leader. <laughs> oh, like, I just mean for everyone though out there that's like, yeah, no, you know, no, no. trying. It's like, how do I find that motivation? Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that out there. That you are like absolutely <laughs> boss. Oh. But, but yeah, if anyone out there, you've honestly just got to do it and stop procrastinating. Stop procrastinating because no one else is going gonna, is gonna to do that for you. No one else is going to pull that trigger. Only you can do that. And you've just got so much to give. Yeah. <laughs> you've got so much to give. And some of the questions that I get asked and some of the comments that people um, say to me is, oh, Sheree, I don't have the skills. You know, I don't have the experience. And I'm like, okay, no worries. So have you had a job before? Yeah, I've been working as a receptionist for like three years. And, you know, I once had my own business. And I'm like, <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. So you've got all of these transferable skills, you've got all this experience, and then it gets to the point where we literally have to list things down. I'm like, okay, what did you do? Did you send emails? Yeah, I used to send emails all the time. Okay, that's a skill. Did you speak to customers on the phone? Yep, that's a skill, that's customer support. <laughs> did you have to think about any, you know, any, did you have to problem solve? Yeah, that is a huge skill. So. I'd just get everyone to just really think about what they have to offer because if you've had any kind of job before, even if you haven't had a job but you've been to school and you've had to help manage a project or anything like that or maybe you've volunteered before, you have something that someone else wants. You have a skill that someone is going to hire you for. You know, there's so many businesses that are going remote now mm. and if they're remote, they've still got all of the same tasks that would need doing if you if they were in an office environment. So all the administration tasks that need doing, all of the sales, all the customer support, um, all the back end work, um, systems, all these things. The businesses can't run these things on their own. You need a team to build an empire. So this is really your opportunity to start. And I've been saying this a lot, but now is the best time to start. Now is the time to procrastinate. Because so many, so many businesses have been made successful off the back of recessions. <laughs> mm. um, and honestly, this is honestly the, the best time to, to get the ball rolling. There's so many online businesses and SaaS companies that are absolutely thriving right now. Yeah. <laughs> because everyone's online. And if they're thriving, then that means that there's going to be more queries, more customers and all of that. So that means that they're scaling the business which that means there's an opportunity for you to start working for them if you want to. 
Well, there you go. I think you've just been able to give the motivation. So like now that we have motivation knuckled down, just say, like, where does this person start now? Do they start doing conference calls like we're doing right now? Or are they setting a website up? Like, what do you recommend that they need to be doing? Yeah, so I honestly wouldn't recommend doing anything fancy like a website or anything crazy like that. You don't need to worry about that right now. What you need to worry about is, well, not even worry, what you need to think about is what do you want to bring to the table? Who do you want to work with? What message do you want to get out there? So I would, you know, get people to start thinking about their niche. Mm. What it, and the way that they can do that, I'm going to give you four different steps. And this is what I actually go through with my clients. So we're going to set up four columns. The first column is going to be experience. Second column is going to be skills. Third column is going to be passion. And then the fourth column is going to be industry. Now, I want you to write down five different things in each of these columns. So write down five experiences that are relevant to working online. So maybe you're a team leader at X place, or maybe you were a customer support representative at this place. Write down five. Then write down five of your skills. So these skills could be hard skills, soft skills. So maybe you are a really good communicator. Maybe you're a good designer. Maybe you're a good creative thinker. Maybe you're really good at writing. Um, so five of those. And then passions. And please don't hold back on this one because this is the really exciting one. Write down things that you're really passionate about. So are you passionate about travel? Are you passionate about helping people? Are you passionate about charity so five of those things doesn't matter how crazy it sounds so write it down and then the industry as well i love this one because this pretty much helps you out with your niche so write down five different industries or market segments that you would love 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 to work in and again do not hold back if you want to work with i don't know in the aeronautical space <laughs> write that down if you want to work in to say it's just write it down and then um with the industry as well i want you to think about okay how can we make that even more niche so say for example you're like i really love cafes i love to work in a cafe okay what kind of cafe do you want to work in a cat cafe in melbourne sorry <laughs> do you want to work for where the cat cafe in melbourne um to so really try and niche that down and then once you've done that, once you've done those four different um, columns, then you can then pick and choose from each column and then you just match them together. So if you had experience as a customer service worker, you're passionate about travel, you want to work in the travel industry and you've got skills in, you're very creative and you've got skills as a writer, then maybe you could do content creation for the travel industry or for a travel um, or yeah, a female owned travel business. And you can do all the copy for them, you can create graphics for them and help them manage their social media. You can write email campaigns for their newsletter every single month. And yeah, just create that service. Mm. So that exercise is really fun because it's fun and it gets you um, with, it, gets, it helps you figure out like what your niche is and what services you can potentially offer. That was literally brilliant. I'm like, I feel like so honored that you've shared that with us because I know so many people are going to be sitting at home right now, like writing their columns and their headings. Like, oh, 
That was brilliant. Ah, thank you so much because we do want to work online and once we find our niche, I think it's kind of like, it's a bit of a murky water about how much value you put on your product. Like what can you recommend in terms of that sort of thing, like charging to run a social media? Yeah. So honestly, it depends on what your service is. Of course, like if you're a web designer, it's going to be a little bit different than if you're a virtual assistant. Think about if your service is actually high value or not. Also think about the gap. And the gap I'm referring to as can that niche, can that business solve the problem for themselves or do they need to bring in someone to solve it for them? Mm. So if service is something that a business can't do or it's going to take someone like a bunch of courses to do, then they're going to pay you more because they're like, oh, I'd rather just employ someone to do it, you know? Like a video editor, for example. I, I, if I edit videos, which I actually don't, but I have a couple of times before, and I've honestly just sent it through to a video editor to edit it for me because I just don't really have the patience to learn video editing. It's just long. So if you've got skills like that, then that's how you can price your services a little bit higher because you know that they're going to pay it because they can't do it themselves. Ah, that's perfect. And that is just so helpful. And, you know, I want to thank you so much for being so open and so giving with these little tips. And I mean, if anyone is sitting here listening right now, like how can they get your services? Yeah, definitely. So I am on the gram, (laughs) of course. Um, So, you know, you can check me out on Instagram. I do have a bunch of content on there that you can have a look at. Um, So it's Sheree.Francis. I'm sure Seth will put them on the show notes. And I, yeah, I also have a free three-step guide that you can get for free as well. Um, So just message me or you can go onto my website and just sign up for it. If you are looking for one-on-one support, then of course I have coaching as well, which is six weeks, six weeks program. And with the coronavirus, just making everyone's lives a little bit crazy right now, I am working on a couple more products that I'm going to be launching soon. And the first one is a group coaching program. And the reason why I want to do that is so that it's feasible for more people and so that we're actually bringing people together in a community because we're in isolation. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to just bring people together and, and allow people to grow together as opposed to just growing on their own. Um, and then the last one that I'm going to be bringing on is just like a standalone self-paced course for those of you that are just you know, you just want to do it on your own and um, you've still got the support there if you need to, but it's more self-paced. So yeah, there's a bunch of options for you. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many different ways for people to contact you and to get in touch and to also launch their own new online business. And before we close up this wonderful podcast, I was wondering if there's anything else that you wanted to let the listeners know or any nuggets of information you think that they need right now. Stay positive. (laughs) That's honestly just one of the main things I just want to get out there. Just stay positive and just know that things are going to be okay. And you are totally in control. I know it feels like a time where we don't have that much control, but trust me, you are 100% in control of your life. You're in control of how you feel. You're in control of how you project yourself to the world. And yeah, just know that you're an amazing human being and 
you're going to make amazing decisions and yeah this online world is for you if you want it you've just got to want it enough to just go and grab it sitting here waiting for you babe (laughs) Sheree thank you so much for being here with us today and I honestly think that it's so beautiful that you were able to share your story with us and you know for someone that didn't have that much support when they were growing up I just think it's really, really amazing that you've become a leader of your space and you're now able to provide so much support to people, even though you never had that. So I just want to let you know that I see you and I hear you and I'm really, really proud of what you're doing and just thank you for being here today. Thank you so much. You're an angel. (laughs) All right. Be well and stay safe and I will talk to you soon. Guys, it was so cool to finally sit down with Cherie and have this really awesome chat. There's so much that I didn't actually know about her story and her beginnings and her origin and I just think that this makes it all the more impressive that she's come from such adversity and being able to transform her world into a world of abundance where she's actively helping people every single day. and. I just want to say, Cherie, a big thank you for coming on and for sharing so openly and so beautifully because I think that your message will be quite relatable to a lot of people who are listening today. And guys, if you did feel that it touched you and that you want to share this message, then please go ahead, tag Cherie and I, share it to your story, send it to someone and help light up their day. I want you guys to try and stay as positive as possible with everything that's going on. But like I said in the beginning, if you need to break down, if you need to fall apart, then do it. Honor how you're feeling and ride the wave. Ride the wave of crazy emotions that are gonna be coming for the next couple of months because we have no choice. It's better to sit with it, honor it and allow it, accept it and then move on. Guys, thank you so much for being here with me today. If you loved this episode, please leave me a review on whatever platform you're on and make sure to follow or subscribe so that when I upload my next episode, you will be notified. Have the best week, guys, and I look forward to seeing you in my next episode.